Uh, it's good to be back with you again this afternoon, and um, um, thank you for your time this morning. It was good to uh, be able to fellowship, and uh, it was good to be able to share with you guys what the Lord is doing in Malawi, Africa, and beyond, and in Romania, and uh, I hope that uh, he will continue to do that, and will continue to be a part, a part of that as our family, and together with the church, uh, be a part of that as well. Uh, just want to have a few challenges this morning, uh, or continue the challenges actually this morning from the Word of God, uh, because I believe that uh, throughout the scripture, uh, throughout, throughout the scripture from the Old to the New Testament, uh, God has always intended His people, His children, to go and share about the uh, the kingdom, about the message of the kingdom with those around, with the nations around us, and uh, we're supposed to be doing that. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, would you open them with me in Matthew chapter 9 in the, in the New Testament, first book, Matthew chapter 9, and I'll be reading just a few verses there, Matthew chapter 9, verses uh, 35 uh, to the end through 38, Matthew chapter uh, 9, <coughs> and verses 35 all the way to the end to 38. Uh, and this is what the Word of God says here in Matthew chapter 9, the last few verses. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their, in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto the disciples, unto his disciples, the harvest is the, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Amen. Uh, I was doing a missions or pastors conference in Africa this year, and we were fairly close to the border with Mozambique. And uh, and this missions conference was the first one since COVID times. Uh, 2020, we weren't able to be in Africa because, well, actually we did go to Africa, but not, not in the beginning as we planned. And then in 2021, it was short time again. So this was the first uh, mission conference there, pastors conference with those pastors. And like I shared in the morning, uh, we work with churches in Malawi, but also Zambia and Mozambique. So we had this uh, pastors conference at the border with Mozambique. And um, we were, they were sharing with us about their challenges and about uh, all the uh, trials that they experienced during COVID times. And uh, one of the pastors, uh, all the pastors from Mozambique, but one of them was sharing, was sharing with us how uh, during COVID times they were being, uh, you know, put in jail by police. They were being, you know, the, the police was trying to tell them to stop going to church, stop meeting, and they had to, they had to meet in the bushes and people's homes and hide and you know, once in a great while they will be caught and beaten and put in jail. But something that he said really, um, you know, touched me, this pastor. He said, we needed that. We needed that. Hmm? Oh. He, was, he was in jail. He was in jail because he preached the gospel or he met with people during COVID times. Uh, he was beaten because he would dare to open the Bible when the government told him not to. We needed that, he said. Um, like I shared again, we housed many people from Ukraine and um, met many pastors who uh, had their churches destroyed, Ukrainian pastors. And one of them said the same thing. He said, we needed that. <laughs> we needed the war. We needed a 
tribulations because he said the church was sleeping. And the pastor in Mozambique said the same thing. We were sleeping. We needed that. Um, my question this morning, this afternoon, would be, what, what does God have to do in our lives to wake us up? I was asking Cody when we were eating, what's, what does the word frozen chosen mean? I've heard that before, frozen chosen. Um, and he explained to me what it means. I've seen it a few days, these days. Um, I'm not saying you guys are frozen chosen. Um, but um, what does God need to do in our lives to wake us up? from our state if we are not sharing the gospel. In the book of Acts, when uh, Paul was, Saul was attacking the church, or attacking Christians, the uh, Bible tells us how, he, uh, how the disciples, in fear of him, uh, the believers in fear of Saul, they spread all across the known world. And wherever they would go, they would share the gospel. They needed persecution. They needed persecution in their lives to be able to take the command and go into the nations. What does God have to do in our lives? Maybe uh, another COVID, maybe a 9-11. Somebody was telling me how in Atlanta, the Sunday after 9-11, on a Sunday morning, the, the roads were filled or full with people, with vehicles, trying to find a church to go to. What do we need? What does God have to do in our lives to wake us up? to what we have to do as children of God. Uh, living here on earth, of course, we have to go to work, we have to go to school, we have to live our lives and do things here on earth. Um, how about things that have a value in eternity? You see, in this passage, Jesus uh, saw a need, and that was a people that needed to be reached. Uh, in another place, it tells us how you know, he would, uh, even here actually, it tells us how Jesus would, would go in all the villages and all the cities. And through the book of, of Matthew and even in Mark, you can read that, how he would do this tour, if you want, of Galilee several times over. He would insist, if you wish, in sharing the gospel or the, the message of the kingdom with all those people. What does God have to do in our lives so that we can do the same? Wherever we are planted, like I shared in the morning, to open our mouths and share the gospel with the people around us. Jesus went about all the cities and the villages teaching. May God help us to do the same. If you have family members, maybe you have shared with them uh, one time about Jesus. Maybe you've invited somebody, your neighbor, one time to come to church. I think the Lord would want us to do that over and over again. Want us to pray more. We want us to invite them one more time. We want us to uh, uh, share with them one more time about Jesus Christ and listen to what Jesus did, preaching the gospel, to, uh, the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. That's why Jesus came. As the Father sent me, we, shared, uh, we talked earlier, so I send you, even so I'm sending you. And in Mark chapter, if you have your Bibles, if you want to open, in Mark chapter 1, Jesus one more time tells us why he came so that we can replicate that, right? Mark chapter 1, verse 38, and he said unto them, that's the disciples, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. Listen, for therefore came I forth. 
That's why Jesus came. To reach those who were lost. Church, can this be our mission? That's God's mission. Can this be our mission? From local to global, can this be our priority? Can this be what we are living for? Verse number, th- back to Matthew chapter 9, verse number 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Um, you know, we like to say in Africa, we don't want to give those people handouts. That's why we build a primary school. Not the hand out, a hand up. That's what Jesus was about, giving people hand ups, helping them to overcome their state. And we're called to do the same. We was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And I read this this morning uh, again. It, my mind was on those Ukrainian refugees who literally, they look like sheep without shepherd. When they all crossed the border in Romania, and although we're neighbors with them, Romania's Latin, Romanian language is Latin-based, Ukrainian language is Russian or Kyrillic-based, Slavic-based, okay? So we don't understand each other at all. They would, come, they would cross the border. We wouldn't understand a single word they said. They didn't understand a single word we said. They, they look like lost people. Lost people with nobody to help them, no leader to help them. And that's how everybody is, if you think about it in spiritual terms. That's how everybody it is. I was talking to a gentleman outside after the message. He was in Afghanistan, I think he said, or somewhere. And he talked to Muslims, and they, he said that they had a hunger for the word of God. And we saw that in Africa, too. People have a hunger. You go to Africa today, and you tell them, look, tomorrow I'm having a church, or tomorrow I'm having an uh, evangelistic camp, and tomorrow you're going to have 3,000 people there. There is a hunger for the gospel. There is a hunger for the word of God into this world. Even if people are standoffish, they're still hungry. They don't know about it. It's up to us to go and again and again and again, based on the, the context and the culture, of course, but again and again and again, share the gospel with, with, with them. Then he said, verse number 37, then, then, then said he unto these, and to his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. In another passage where the disciples are looking at the wheat, I think, the real harvest. Uh, Jesus told them, you say there are three or, or, or is it three or four months until the harvest. But I tell you, the harvest is ready. The laborers are few. When you look into the physical eyes, to the world around us, we may say that they don't want to hear. We may say that uh, it's not the time yet. We may say that we can't do this. But if you're looking through the spiritual eyes, if you're looking to the multitudes to the people around us with the same eyes God is looking at them I think we're gonna realize that they're ready all we have to do is share all we have to do is share and then the truth the truth is here what Jesus said laborers are so few church you know why they're few because we're disobedient that's why people around us are ready but we're not sharing. Listen to God, Jesus' conclusion and solution. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of harvest, uh, pray, I'm sorry, pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. And I'm praying for this, and I'm asking you to pray that God will send us helpers. Okay? Malawi needs it, Africa needs it, the world all over need more missionaries. 
And I want to end with the challenge today. Go, send, or disobey. Go, send, or disobey. Okay? Uh, pray that the Lord send us mission teams. Pray that the Lord send us a young family, missionaries to come to work for a long period of time. Pray that more missionaries come to Malawi, even if not with hope for the future, other places, in other places in Africa, in other places in Ukraine, in Russia, in Romania, in everywhere. Pray God uh, wake somebody up for this need. And as you pray that, ask yourself one question. Lord, is it not me? Is it not me? Maybe you're not supposed to pray for the one that's sitting next to you today. Maybe it's supposed to be you who goes. Go, send, or disobey. Thank you again for everything, Pastor. If you'd like to add anything or end this.